Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, July 1st. For those of you listening on the podcast, again, welcome back. For those of you watching us live on video, we are here in Miami for the Altic Steislinger Tennis Exhibition. Day two is in the books, and we are getting ready to start day three. But before we do, we just wanted to record you guys a little bit of a recap of the action we saw on day two. Again, there are eight of the top 250 players in the world right now here at this event. So many top Americans, guys like Sam Query, Tennis Sandgren, Riley Opelka, and others. And then, of course, you know, Hubie Hercatch, the number one seed. It's been a fantastic week of tennis thus far, and we're really excited for Championship Wednesday, I suppose, today. And I will preview the action for our championship match. I, of course, want to recap our semifinals as well as the backdrop matches we saw yesterday because they really were exceptional. And then again, I want to share with all of you what I'm hearing on the grounds here from some of these players, just because there's a lot going on right now in the professional tennis world. Obviously, all of us eagerly anticipating the return of pro tennis, the U.S. Open, Cincinnati, the City Open, of course, Palermo for the WTA as well. All of those events just over the horizon. And, you know, there are still a lot of circumstances, a lot of details to be decided, and still a lot can change in the next six weeks. And so we are really, you know, getting the chance to talk to some of these players, get to learn about their feelings, how they, you know, are they willing to go back out on the court? Do they want professional tennis to return this year? And, you know, what do they expect that to look like. It's been great to get to chat with all of these players, and you know, I want to give a shout out to them as well because they've been so candid, so thoughtful, so kind with us here at Crack Rack. It's so accepting of us, and you know, I, you listeners have been accepting of me as well, but I think you, we all can say that's not an easy thing to do. I see super producer Daniel Westoff in the background. I still don't think he's accepted me, and we've been living together for five months, so you know, that's a personal issue. That's a random tidbit, but it's just been great to be here again at this event, and before we get really into the recap, a huge shout out once again needs to go to our tournament director, entrepreneur, the head man in charge. And, you know, beyond all that, he's somehow finding time to play this week as well. And of course, that's JC Aragoni. So big shout out to JC, his fiance, Catherine, uh, for putting on this event. It has been delightful. And as you can see, I am live on center court here. No mask on right now, but I do want to emphasize again, so many safety procedures in place this weekend to ensure the health and safety of all of our participants, all of the tournament staff here on site as well. Now, the good news for me, uh, you know, right now there's probably fewer than, you know, 10 people here on the site. Everyone's social distance, everyone's spread out. So I am not wearing my mask for the sake of this interview. But please know, I believe I have, yep, I do, as a matter of fact, have my mask in my pocket. And as soon as this interview is done, it will be going back on. And the reason I bring that up is just simply to say, uh, what we've learned this weekend was something I suppose was confirmed, especially given what happened at the Adria Tour. And, you know, for those of you, just a quick synopsis, Djokovic holds this event. A lot of famous players there. They sort of flaunt, you know, ignoring the safety regulations. Of course, the Serbian prime minister has since come out and said, hey, don't blame Novak Djokovic, blame me. It was because we laxed things too soon here in Serbia, allowed everyone to feel a false sense of safety, I suppose, of comfort. Uh, and obviously, as we've learned, given how many, you know, the uh, the outbreak following the event, how many people uh, tested positive for COVID-19, you know, it, it was ill intent, you know, it was 
was ill-advised to uh, hold the event the way they did, but that is not the case here at this Altix Steislinger exhibition. Again, every player's been so considerate, so thoughtful. There's not a you know any pushback if someone's mask slips a little bit and someone comes up to them and says, hey, you know, do you mind pulling up your mask? We're trying to keep things, you know, fluid, you know, keep things organized here, keep things safe. Every player, every participant, every person on the site uh, has been great about that, and so I want to give a huge shout-out to everyone, again, who is here this weekend at this event. Uh, it's been fantastic just to see some live action return. I was talking to my friend. I don't know if this is a name drop. I'm going to say it's not a name drop because it's a member of the media, and I feel like it's a, you know, it's a hot topic, right? I'm going to drop this name. 50% of you are going to be excited. 50% of you might stop listening to the pod. Uh, but I was texting with New York Times writer, No Challenges Remaining podcast host, and of course a guy I consider a friend, uh, Ben Rothenberg, earlier today. And he was texting me. He's like, Alex, just... You know, we were texting back and forth about a couple of things. But he's like, just tell me, what's it like to be at a live tennis event in the summer of 2020, obviously, this year, uh, given all of the circumstances going on? Not to get, you know, arrogant, not to sound, uh, I suppose, entitled. Uh, and I'm not going to swear because we're live on video and I don't want to make things more difficult for Westoff. But it's effing delightful. It is so great to be back on site, and that energy, that positivity uh, is contagious amongst all of these players as well. You can tell they're all joking around. I was talking with Mackie McDonald yesterday, uh, and by the way, all eight guys here, incredibly kind. Uh, they've been, I sort of said this earlier, but, you know, they're, they're talking to us. We go up to them, you ask them a question. They're, you always forget because you sort of glorify them, right? You celebritize all of these professional athletes. Oh, they're just humans too. You know, they they're just they want to laugh, they want to smile, they want to get candid, they want to engage in thoughtful conversation. And I've really enjoyed getting the chance to do that. But you know, I was talking to Mackie yesterday and he goes, Look, I haven't seen Riley in months. Riley meaning Riley Opelka and you know, he's like Riley's one of my good friends on tour and it's been great to get to hang out with him and see him here. And you know, I was talking to Sam Query and Sam made the point of saying, you know, hey, uh, for me, yeah, I played a couple of exhibition events here and there, but this for him is really the first week where he felt like he was returning to competitive action where the ebbs and flows of a usual event we're applying as they ever you know just as they normally do here this week I will also say it has been hot as hell I mean right now you may see a little bit of a downpour on my shirt I apologize for that I think it's fashionable I'm glowing is what I told someone here when they asked why are we doing this in the sun it's because you know can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen but that is my way of saying uh, these conditions have been brutal and you know if you weren't putting in work if you weren't staying in shape you weren't you know putting in your hours on court uh, this heat would expose you and we've gotten a really high level of tennis from all of these players this weekend so it's great to see how many of them you know nowadays I feel like if you don't take your craft seriously given the availability of social media given uh, you know how critical of an eye all these tennis fans have now on our favorite players how much more access we have uh, you know you might even be a little bit ridiculed by fans you know if you're out of shape and I referred to this yesterday Opelka mentioned at one point during the quarantine he was 15 pounds up he now said to us he's about 10 pounds down oh yeah that sounds about right and in this sun everyone's losing weight everyone's sweating through shirts there's a cold tub here obviously that's been getting a lot of use from the players and hopefully our crack racket team is going to have a little bit of fun in the cold tub with the players. That sounds weird, but I promise it's a segment you're all going to enjoy on our YouTube channel. Don't give me that look, Westoff. I see you in the corner of my eye. Um, and it's going to be, you know, a very fun activity. And of course, if you have missed any of the interviews we've done, we've gotten to sit down with, I believe, six of the eight guys so far still chasing Stevie J. Of course, he has been on the pod twice, so to get him in person would be a nice thing to check off. And then, you know, I'm sure we'll end the tournament by having tournament director J.C. Aragoni on video. So if you have missed any of the 
the interviews we've done, be sure to go check out that YouTube channel. You don't want to miss any of our content here at Cracked Rackets. You just hit that subscribe button to ensure that you don't because we're rocking and rolling these next six weeks. We go directly from here to Top Seed Tennis Club in Lexington for another eight-person exhibition, this time a WTA event. Uh, there's going to be some fantastic players there. I believe Katie McNally, Jessica Pegula, uh, Jeannie Bouchard, and more all signed up to play CC Bellis as well. So we're really exciting to getting to go there. Of course, I do want to say, and then I promise I will talk about all of the action. Uh, you know, the reason we're able to make these trips, the reason we are able to continue to do the work that we so love to do here at Crack Rackets, cover our favorite sport out there, uh, is because of the support we get from our friends throughout the tennis world. And, you know, for us in particular, that means the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports. And it's not going to surprise any of you that Midwest Sports supports us because they've been supporting tennis players around the globe for more than 20 years by serving as one of the world's premier online tennis retail stores. You know the deal. You go to MidwestSports.com, you're going to find any piece of gear, clothing, racket, string, tennis ball that you need. Use our promo code CR15. Not only will you get 15% off your order, not only will you get free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75, but you also get a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. And of course, you know, given that all of us are hoping to make our return to the tennis court soon, we want to make it a successful one. You will have all of your gear requirements fulfilled. You will be in a successful position tennis-wise. It'll just be on you to perform on the court if you go to MidwestSports.com use that promo code CR15. Again, they're the best in the business, so kind, so generous, and we are so grateful for their continued support. The least we can do is ask you to support them as well. We also, of course, wish that you support our friends at Diadem. As you can see, I have this beautiful hat that I've been repping all weekend long here. Uh, and it's delightful. You know, Diadem's providing the balls for this weekend. We've got the chance. We're going to ask these players about them. But everyone speaks so positively about Diadem, whether it be the ball, whether it be their racket frames, their Elevate 98, their Nova 100. They've got it all. And, of course, they've got great swag as well, as you can see. So be sure to go check out their website. Go support our friends at Diadem. Uh, because, you know, they have been so grateful, again, to support us, to help us put on events like this, to help us put on our Cracked Rackets Open by providing the balls. Uh, go support them as well. You don't want to jump on the bandwagon too late, right? It would be like saying, you know, you jump on Babolat right before Rafa really starts using it and taking it off. If you were a Babolat fan in 2000, uh, you could. that's the equivalent of being a Diadem fan in 2020 because I'm telling you, the racket's going to take off, so be sure to go give our friends at Diadem a little bit of love as well. Uh, but with that in mind, let's talk about the tennis that we saw yesterday because there were four more matches on day two. There will be four more matches today on day three. Just to recap for those of you who are unaware of what the format is here in Miami, it's the fast four format. So it's two out of three sets, sets two, four, no ad scoring, tiebreaker at three all. And of course, does that mean, you know, that the uh, the, in- the integrity of the product is a little bit different than you're used to? Yeah, of course, because it's no-ad scoring. And, you know, for some of these guys, a lot of them here this weekend, they played college tennis, so no-ad scoring might be something that they are used to. Uh, but it's also, it adds a nice, nice little bit of uh, intrigue to the event. I know yesterday, I believe, we had in our semifinal, the first one I'll talk about was Sam Query versus Riley Opelka. And as you can imagine, there were a lot of big serves in that match, a lot of quick points, a lot of plus-one tennis. It's like 115 degrees on court here, and, you know, both players, I think reflected that the amount of you know drippage coming off both of them. I think Sam Query's had it. It looked like he jumped in the pool and then played the match. And I know for a fact he didn't jump into the pool until after the match. And so you know that speaks to the conditions here. I think Riley had a policy. If Sam made a fifth ball in a rally, he just gave up the point. He said that was too good, and certainly that happened a bunch of times. But it's been just such a friendly atmosphere. You can tell all of these guys going for their shots, trying to get 
a workout in was is the wrong thing. Trying to get their reps in, I would say, and get their competitive rep, get that you know uh, flow back, so that when they make the return, whether it be the city open or you know any of these events coming up on the ATP ITF schedule, that they'll be in rhythm come that time. Oh, and it was a really good match. Again, in that first semifinal, it might have been the second one on the day, but Sam Query ends up taking a three-set decision over Riley Opelka. I have to say, and I know I tweeted this out yesterday, not to quote myself, I apologize, but I guess it's my thought still, so I still have ownership of it, and I, you know, I'm going to double down on it. I really do think there are a lot of nice people, a lot of kind, thoughtful, candid, funny people throughout the tennis world, uh, no one more so than Sam Query, who's just been a delight to chat with all weekend long. I mean, talk about a funny guy, talk about a guy who, you know, if you ask him a question, he's going to answer it to the best of the ability. It doesn't matter how ridiculous the question may be. And then talk about, you know, a hell of a tennis player as well. I was born in 95. My tennis fandom really started getting serious. I'd probably say 05, 06, 07. You know, uh, definitely by the 2010s, I was all in. And if you're if you're an American, you're a fan of American men's tennis, Sam Query is a name that obviously you grew up watching. And so for me to get the chance to chat with him all weekend long, it's just been, it's a joke. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And so obviously for him, you know, forehand-wise, serve-wise, it's still rocking and rolling. He's a battler. He was making that extra ball against Riley. And I think at one point, Riley just goes like, why are you making all of these shots? And you can tell Sam's just trying to get his match like under him was moving well serving well of course we got the chance to speak with him and you can all go check out that interview on our youtube channel he actually advocates for the fast four format to be played at the atp 250 level and i think his reasoning is very interesting something all of you listeners will enjoy hearing uh but it's clear you know it's hot and he's uh adjusting to getting back in the competitive environment and you know he, he mentioned that you know he was feeling a little bit sore these past two days but he's enjoyed getting the reps in he's excited to have this sort of preparation before he goes off to the Greenbrier in West Virginia uh to play the world team tennis uh season as well as before he goes off to Atlanta uh to play the exhibition he's got scheduled with Riley Francis Fritz Isner the American battle uh that's going on in Atlanta I think this weekend if not next week and so you know Again, for him, really good tennis. For Riley, I mean, the serve gets better and better, and we've got some fun questions asked, but I'm sure if you asked every player here, and we're going to, you know, what is the one trait, if you could take a trait from any player's here game, what would you take? It's probably got to be the Riley serve because, again, at that height, just bunt down on the ball. It's just not fair. And, I mean, again, for him to be seven feet and that fluid of an athlete to move that well, it's just different than anything I have seen before as a tennis fan, and it's why so many people have gotten so excited about uh, his upside as a tennis player. And, you know, I've had the chance to chat with Jay Berger, his coach who's here this weekend, and sort of listen to him and how they're approaching uh, this week's event and just of these events in general. And it's so clear that the long-term development is on the forefront of Jay's mind, of Riley's mind, whether it be, you know, there are a couple of deuce points where you think maybe I play this safe and try and get the win and don't go big on the return but just make the return. That's not what Riley's doing. He's going big on the forehand return, big on the backhand return. He's trying to drill those habits into him so that when it comes to, you know, the biggest matches, I think he played a five-setter right in the first round of this year's Australian Open. After winning the first two sets, he lost that match. Maybe, you know, clearly he he got a little bit tentative. He didn't play to win, and that's clear what he and Jay are trying to do right now is build the habits to play to win. And so it was a fantastic result, and obviously really excited to see Sam in the final, where he's going to take on Tennis Sandgren, who, with all due respect to everyone else, played probably the most exciting match of the week thus far in his semifinal against, you know, 
know, young up and coming American Brandon Nakashima. I mean, talk about two guys, just very little, uh, weak, very few weaknesses, very little. Hey, great shot. Very few weaknesses in their games. Uh, just rock solid off of both wings. Guys who both, you know, are going to move well, who are going to stay disciplined, stay patient, not going to, you know, overextend themselves or force themselves into uncomfortable situations during a match. And because of that, we got long physical tennis. And I believe they were the second or third match on on the day. So that means they're playing around, you know, 1, 2 p.m. And it was hot as hell during their match. And the fact that they went three sets, and it was a physical three sets, you know, I think it was 3-4, uh, 4-1, Sandgren in the end over Nakashima. I mean, it was just fantastic tennis. And, again, I, I apologize for repeating the sentiments of what I was tweeting, but you start to sort of look at it, and you're like, you know, how do you approach Brandon Nakashima? And by the way, he's walking on court right now, so try not to talk about him too much. But, um, you know, just... Such a high floor already. And, I mean, the kid's 18 years old. He's such a handsome young man. He's in the background. I'm not going to speak negatively about him now. Good thing I snuck them all in. But, no, it was just an excellent performance for him against Sandgren yesterday. And so it was really good tennis from both guys, uh, obviously. Uh, you know, it gave, the match got physical, and then it got to that third set breaker. It was 99 degrees. I'm going to take the guy who's 28 over 18 for now, uh, but certainly, you know, for Brandon, he continues to look better and better, and so it's been great to see him. Uh, it, was a, it was a really fun match, and so all of these matches have been so exciting. And, you know, for Tennis Sandgren, uh, a guy who just, he's clearly in his prime, and he continues to get better and better physically. It's quite clear he put in the work during this quarantine period uh, so as to, you know, so that when tennis returns, he will be in shape, he will be ready to go. I mean, just some incredible exchanges. Two guys, very solid on the two-handed backhand. Obviously, two guys who can move the ball to the outer third who are going to take balls early. And It was just, it was really excellent tennis. If you haven't seen it, go check the replay, which you can do, I believe, on the Tennis Channel app. And It was delightful. And so, you know, shout out to Tennis for the win. But, you know, for Brandon, that sort of result, 18 years old, there's a reason he's had so much success over the last 15 months. And it becomes clearer and clearer why he's been a top guy in his age group across the world. Uh, for as long as he has. So that was a great semifinal. Uh, the other two matches I just want to hit on real quickly. Mackie versus Stevie J started us off yesterday. Uh, Mackie McDonald, fully healthy. That's clear, and that's so exciting for all of us. I mean, just you're never going to find a guy who makes tennis look easier. So smooth around the court, so fluid. Um, I mean, well, well, I'll say this. It, if anyone is going to acknowledge it's an exhibition this week, it's Steve Johnson, who uh, will say his performance, 75% he's going, which isn't a bad thing. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. He's certainly out there getting his strokes in, playing his tennis. I think I saw him hit through more two-handed backhands yesterday than I have in the other 90% of times I've watched him. Uh, but it was, it was a really good match, and obviously for Mackie, great to get a win. And he's also in the back so I'm not going to talk too much trash about him, but it was phenomenal to see our host this weekend, J.C. Aragoni, get on the board. And just, folks, put yourself in this mindset. You're running an eight-person tournament. There's thousands of dollars being exchanged on a day-by-day basis. You've got to manage the water, the food, the you know the tournament site. Is the chair director happy? Are the chair umpire happy? Are there you know is everyone wearing their mask? All of these different components. Is the parking okay? And then you have to go out and play a tennis match as well. Uh, I couldn't do it. You know, I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it. I'm sweating an additional amount, and 
you know, JC yesterday turned it on. It was awesome to see, and he took on uh, our friend, who, our friend now, who we got to interview. I don't know if he's a friend yet, but I consider him a friend because when walking here yesterday, he and his coach waved to me, uh, and that's Hubie Hercatch, who, again, the fact that he, you know, uh, Hubie Hercatch, top 40 player, a phenomenal talent, the definition of a modern profile, a modern physical profile for a tennis player, you know, 6'6", fluid, proficient from the baseline, has built-in weapons given his size in his game. Uh, an exceptional player, and I'll say this, you know, he went up a quick first set on JC, and then you could just see that competitive spirit flip, you know, that instinct for JC just sort of took off, and he wasn't going to leave this weekend without winning at least one set, and so that was a phenomenal match. It was great to see JC have that sort of success, and obviously to get the chance to speak with Hubie Hercatch, who's been one of the rising stars over the past two years on the ATP Tour. Uh, it's an interview none of you are going to want to miss, so go check that out on our YouTube channel. Uh, but that was it for the day two action. Today on day three, again, four more exciting matches. In our championship match, we've got Sam Query taking on Tennis Sandgren. We've also got Opelka taking on uh, whoever I suppose lost to Tennis Sandgren, which is Nakashima. So it's going to be Opelka, Nakashima. I think it's Aragoni, Steve Johnson. And then we've got Mackie McDonald versus Hubie Hercatch. So it's going to be outstanding tennis. And you can follow all of that tennis, of course, by checking out our friends at Tennis Channel. Again, I want to give a huge shout out. You guys can see in the background all of the sponsors who helped make this event possible for us here at Cracked Rackets. That means a special shout out to our friends at Diadem, our friends at Midwest Sports, and then maybe most importantly, our friends at Aerobar. And look, I don't really have time every morning to grab breakfast and I'm not going to grab a big breakfast because I'm sitting in a hundred degree sun and you know someone's going to say hey do you want to do an interview and I can't say sorry I've got omelet breath like I can't do it right now and so I've been trusting Aerobar all week long and you can too again they're you know the only tennis specific energy bar out there a great way to start your day sorry for the rhyme Uh, but obviously it's delicious as well so be sure to go to aerobar.com use that promo code cracked 15 be on the lookout of course for our getting to the point podcast episodes with them and I will say I haven't had any breakfast yet you guys know my affinity for the cinnamon honey oat um so let's take a little bite before we end today's podcast Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. delicious folks so be sure again aerobar.com the promo code is crack 15 i apologize for those of you listening to this in podcast form again it's never good etiquette to pod while you have food in your mouth but still with all that being said again a huge shout out to our friend jc aragoni i'm gonna finish this bite actually before i continue this okay Huge shout-out to our friend J.C. Aragoni for having us. But one more time, from our friends at Midwest Sports Aerobar and Diadem for our super producer, Daniel Westoff, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say, folks. That's the break. And we hope you enjoy day three of the Altic Steislinger Tennis Exhibition. Mm-hmm.